0: man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 322, 322. Uh, Jason Lingren is with me and Dr. Wayne Pickering. Uh, We're going to be talking about health, about food, about diet. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that people have a concern for in the era uh, that we find ourselves where most of American, Canadian, (laughs) UK diets are not that healthy. Uh feels like people are not living as long as a result of where we've come with regard to food, but we're going to jump in here. Welcome, Jason.
1: And good morning.
0: So we're going to go, we may go at this a little differently than we typically do. What I'm going to let you do is intro in because we've been provided so much information uh, by Dr. Wayne.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've got some of his work here that we're going to go through and, uh, Let me just say, I was very impressed just speaking to him the other day. I think he's a great dude, and I love everything about what it is that he does. So his name is Dr. Wayne, the Mango Man Pickering, the ambassador for health from Daytona Beach, Florida. And his topic for the first hour is going to be, is your diet a riot equals the science of nutrition? Now, Dr. Wayne has his PhD in natural science, plus a doctorate in naturopathy, with an additional doctorate in theology and a master's degree in nutrition. He's an author of 29 books, which can be found on www.mangomanbooks.com, over 100 CDs, several DVDs, over 300 articles on fitness, stress, nutrition, and overall wellness, plus 10 health systems that are now in 43 countries. He's an international professional motivational speaker. He shows you how to get older and better and not old and bitter while living a totally disease-free lifestyle his prognosis was death at age 30. Now at 73 years young, Dr. Wayne is an award-winning triathlete of 32 of his 50 triathlons he participated in. He's also a double nominee for the Healthy American Fitness Leader Award by the United States Chamber of Commerce. He's a Florida State licensed nutrition counselor and his nutrition programs are approved for continuing education credits by the Florida and Alabama State Boards of Pharmacy and by the Florida Board of Dental Hygienists. His purpose is teaching you how to be the healthiest person on the planet and not the wealthiest person in the grave, with a focus on nutrition and a basic philosophy. If you want to be tough, you have to eat good stuff. He has proof of getting older and better and not old and bitter, And one of his profound encouragements to his audiences is let age be your stage and not your cage. He is the founder of the Daytona Beach-Based Center for Nutrition and Life Management Incorporated. He's an amazing man with an awesome story. So here we go.
2: All right. Welcome,
1: Dr. Wayne.
2: Thank you very much. I'll tell you, it's a delight to be with you folks while you're making a positive difference with your aspirations around the world. I, I applaud you all. Believe me.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, it is the reason for what we're doing. And as you know, we doubled down on 311 in 2020. We've had some strange laws passed exactly a year later on 2021 on 311. Uh, there's a little bit of darkness creeping into our world, and uh, it's our intent to stand against that. But anyhow, I want to go off the rails a little bit because you and I both served in the military. Uh, were you, I'm, I'm reading some of the bullet points here, which is leading me to think you were a Navy man. Is that correct?
2: That's correct, yes. I was the runaway in our family. My folks were married so many times they had scars just from the rice. And uh, I mean, gosh, four and times, three times and all of that kind of thing. So my mother had married a real wealthy guy down here and we were in Canada at the time and I volunteered to go to Vietnam if I could just get in. And while everybody was leaving to go to Canada, here's a guy that wants to come in and go to Vietnam. So come on in, they did. So That's how I got my start. But there's so much more to it that I'll be happy to share with you later on.
0: So it looks to me like you spent three hitches in theater in the Vietnam War. If I'm not mistaken, and I used to know this, was a hitch a year back then? Did you do it? Was it a year or was it two, a single hitch? When you're saying a term, when, when you're saying three terms, are we talking about three years?
2: No, nine months was my first time over there in the Da Nang area. And then uh, they hated us so bad that when I came, we came back, uh, a beer can hit me on the right side of my neck and I volunteered to go back. So what am I doing here? So I volunteered to go back for the next uh, year and I worked with the Navy SEAL team down in Vietnam and uh, that was a year. And then I had nine months left to go before I was finished. So I volunteered for another, because you can only do six months or a year. So I volunteered for another six months, and then I was in Na Bay of Vietnam. So that's the three terms that I did.
0: Right. So when I, I served in the USMC, and as I was in, I got out in the early 90s, the last of the Vietnam vets that were holding rank uh, in the Marine Corps were kind of cycling through. They were still around, and we heard the things. You actually got wounded. And by the way, what was your gig supporting the Navy SEALs? What did you do to support the Navy SEALs?
2: Oh, yeah. We were on the support team. Oh, gosh, we did so much. Well, let me put it this way. I'm glad that you were in the military because you know that even though if you're at war, everybody still has a job. You've got to do certain things to keep everything in balance. You follow me? Yeah,
0: there's no doubt about
2: that. Yeah. So mine, since my, my MO, my uh, my, we'll call it my trade, was I was a boiler tender. So then when I went back, and I went through Camp Pendleton, six weeks combat training. And when I get back, I was able to go ahead and fuel, make sure that all of the, and of course, I was in battle quite a bit as well, but that was the job that I had was I had to make sure that all of the fuel was distributed. And you know what it's like in most countries. Now, when we were in Vietnam, if you, if you could turn on a water faucet, which was rare, the water would come out just greenish brownish. So we had to have somebody, so I delegated that out to Bob Parati, was his name, and he had a urtulator, it was called, and we made the water as fresh as we could to drink it. So that was part of the job, but still, you know what it's like, you, you have to be on guard a lot, you know, and when you're getting shot at or when you're getting bombed or what have you, but everybody has a job, so that was part of my job there.
0: So you and I have that in common. I too did, well, I was in the in the Marine Corps, um, but we did do work with uh, SEALs and other people, special Delta forces and things. But I did three and a half months of combat training on Pendleton, good but uh, you it. were actually wounded. How are you wounded?
2: Oh, good. A mortar came in. And the shrapnel, boy, you know, they think that um, it's Hollywood flying through the air when a mortar or something that comes out. I said, no, 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 no. You're going to be flying through the air. So I smashed against this old river barge because the concussion of that hand grenade pushed that barge out a little bit, and then it was coming back. And at the time, I had my M16. And for just a quick second, it just gave me a, even if it was a half a second, it gave me just enough time to push away. Uh, then the uh, barge just broke that M 16 up like it was a toothpick. And then I fell into an old river barge, excuse me, a PBR. And I always said PDR there for a minute, but a PBR boat and down into the pump room, smashed my head and did all that. My leg was full of blood. And I, you know what I did? I just put some toilet paper on it, found some, I said, I'm not going to give up because it was two in the morning and I was on guard at the time. And, uh, I just put some toilet paper on it that I found and some scotch tape. And as long as I kept on moving, it didn't bother me. But boy, the next day I couldn't move. So I can still see those Vietnamese sewing me up. Ah, come Oh never doing all their thing.
0: <laughs> did you did you speak Vietnamese? Oh golly, yes. Well that helps. Um most people are not aware. It's like you say, they're used to Hollywood mortar rounds and other things, the shrapnel that comes off those is most of the time red hot. Yes. So you were lucky you were not hit by the shrapnel, but let's...
2: No, I was. That's on my left leg. I can still see the scar tissue.
0: So you know that that was red hot when it went into you, wasn't it?
2: (laughs) Oh boy. Mild expression. Yeah, I've seen. Um,
0: It's a horrible thing. But let's let's step by our country's shortfallings (laughs) and jump into the positive things that we have to offer here. So you've done tons of seminars, podcast series, and you often talk about the nine components for a healthy life. Can we get into that?
2: Yes. You see, I can remember, uh, Crow, when I was speaking, well, I was at the National Speakers Association's annual convention this one year, and this guy came over and his name was Bobby Giles. You know how they talk down there in (laughs) Alabama, Bobby Giles. And he says, Dr. Wayne, he says, "Uh, I've got you booked for some seminars if you want to come on down there to uh, Alabama. He said, uh, and they don't say Montgomery there. They say Montgomery. He said, I live in Montgomery, but I got you booked for 14 gigs, and it was in 12 days. So each gig was in a different town, so I had to tear down the noon one, get to the next town, do another one. But there was one significant thing that I'll never forget that almost every, every, well, every place, there was at least five or six people in there that I always come up after. And they would say, you know, Dr. Wayne, you're pretty good up there, buddy. He said, do you think I can get me a new start on life? And I said, a new start. Let me play with that word. I said, yes, there is. And then I, I wrote that down. So those are the nine components that's going to keep us healthy for life. It forms an acronym, a new start. A new start, attitude, nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, tenacity, air, rest, and temperance in all we do.
0: I like where you're going there, and I love the fact that you begin in the way you do because I have proven for myself in my life that mind precedes all, and that's where you start the idea of becoming healthy.
2: Yes. Let me tell you something. I'm so glad we're on the same page there, Crow. I wrote a little poem on attitude because it heads the list. If we have enough fortitude to develop an attitude of sincere gratitude for our body's magnitude, we will have an aptitude to reach a higher latitude for an ultimate altitude. Dude, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but but the whole point is this what we think about we bring about and the interesting fact is if you go ahead, let's say you're walking down the street and you're going around notice it's always the smallest dogs that make the most noise you know that i know that it's always those small thinking people who wanna hold you down in their things. So when you when you're advancing and making this positive difference that you guys are doing, you'll always have people who will criticize you. Man, people criticize me. And I said, Thank you. Thank you very much. And if we go ahead and put a fish in an aquarium and that little fish is going around, there's having a great time. Then you go ahead and say, Hmm, a couple of days go by, you decide to put a dead fish in there too. So now you' got a live fish and a dead fish. In two days, guess what's happened? You got two dead fish. <laughs> so we're as good as the company we keep. We need to start listening to your uh, your programs and listening to these kind of things that are uh, bringing some good things to the table and get away from all that other garbage.
0: What I'm noticing uh, about the era we find ourselves in is the people, Who will not be trampled on are beginning to take responsibility for themselves and getting to a point where whatever the guy in the lab coat says is no longer the be all and end all because I live in my body. So I have an idea of what should be going on here. But let's start to get into the nuts and bolts of this. We're going to get big into food combining. And this is a big deal. Like uh, my mother is 90 years old and I have successfully beaten back dementia to the point where most days are livable and there's not fear and confusion and all the things that come with it. But I did this by talking to other people like yourself. But one of the things along the way I noticed is I'm doing all these things, which I've spoke about is one night we had cashews and we had asparagus and that night was one of the best nights in a long time. So of course I'm all, what did we do different? So I'm zeroing in on the asparagus and the cashews And, you know, I'm telling my sister who cooks us dinner every Sunday night. Um, And so at each night that we have done, I think it's the asparagus at this point, but I've added cashews in every day now. So it's hard to know. Um, Each time we do the asparagus, the nights seem to be better. And just so people know, dementia tends to go off the tracks when it gets late at night and the brain is becoming exhausted. So with that in mind, Of my own personal experience, let's talk about the five elements to a healthy nutrition plan and start to get into the idea of food combining.
2: Okay, good. Well, let me address it this way first the science of nutrition. Everybody thinks nutrition heals, nutrition doesn't heal. We don't give anything and tell the people that it cures. There's no such thing. Your body heals, and here's the best definition for nutrition. It's a series of four processes that the body employs to make food materials for the body to use. It's a science and it never changes. It's how we apply it that changes. So there's five elements to a sound nutrition plan. We need to eat foods when they're in season. It doesn't do you any good eating watermelons around Christmas time. They don't grow at that time. They're not cohesive with the season that you're in, and many other things I could enlarge on, but I want to I want to really get into a lot of that in our second hour together for your private group here. But uh, eat foods when they're in season and eat foods uh, that's suited to the type of environment you're in. Going back to watermelons, it doesn't do Eskimos any good eating watermelons. So Eat foods according to the type of environment you're in. Eat foods that's suited to the type of activity that you're involved in. It doesn't do you any good eating the same diet that, let's say, a bodybuilder would uh, consume if you're sitting around a computer all day long. Number four, eat foods according to your body's digestive chemistry, food combining, respecting your acid-alkaline balance. And here's the fifth one. And you zeroed in on it there a second ago with your recipe that you you, uh, you made mention. Eat more raw than cooked. Because if it's not fit raw, it's worse yet cooked. Do you
0: eat meat? And if you do, uh, are you saying eat cooked meat or raw meat or don't eat meat at all? Where, where's your stance? And this is always a flashpoint because everybody thinks they know best. But I would point out, I am so into what you're saying because everybody's an individual. And by the way, for everything, there is a season. That's even biblical.
2: Yes. Yes. Very well said. Well, let me tell you, I don't eat meat, but I will have a little bit of fish once in a while. Uh, somebody asked me if I was a vegetarian. I said, no, I'm a Presbyterian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so I think that if people will eat more raw than cooked, it would be better. But I'll slightly poach a little piece of fish, and since I live here on the ocean in Florida, that uh, there's so many people that fish, and they'll give me a lot of fish. But I I just eat maybe a fish boat once a week or so, because it's a gift, and uh, and I you know, and I, I like it. But I make sure that I have I combine it correctly, in which we'll get into here in a little while. But I don't eat a lot of other stuff with it. We need. This is not a garbage dump with a hairy lid. This is our corporate headquarters. And we own 100% stock in a blue chip corporation. We need to quit selling our stock cheap. Put a high price tag on your stock. Eat the best, forget the rest. And when we teach you about food combining, that's going to be the science of nutrition because that's what we teach. You don't have to weigh this, measure this, none of that stuff. Eat the best and uh, implement those five conditions of a healthy or elements to a sound nutrition plan. And then you'll fare out greatly. The testimonies that we have. Wow. Shock you.
0: So before I give Jason the high five and hand it over to him, I love the conversations where I hear the ring of truth. Uh, I love it more when the logic follows and the older pre modern day edit, which I market about 1911 ish is in line with everything you're saying. The people who talked about, if you eat a carrot, most people think that's what builds your body. That's not what builds your body. The way that they broke it down is your body's pulling the cell salts into the blood from that carrot or whatever you've eaten. And then the oxygen and inhalation, they would describe the building of the bone tissue and other things, but the whole seasonal thing. Uh, I say all the time on this show, there is no lie in nature. And what you just laid down is in lockstep with that. But here's the high five, Jason.
1: Well, let's talk about digestive issues, because we got into that heavily with uh, the last episode with uh, a very nice lady named Lauren, who goes by the Fermenting Fairy. And she actually cured a lot of her issues. And it seems like you you know quite a lot about that, doctor. So how about we hit on that?
2: Okay. Why don't you be specific about uh, the uh, digestive issues? I would like to say this, that if we have a better understanding of food combining, so I'm going to give you a little short definition of that. Would that make sense to start that with? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Food combining is a sensible way for you to eat your foods so that everything you eat stands the best chance of digesting and doesn't stay in your stomach any longer than it should. If something's inharmonious, what does that mean? That means it's not harmonious. If something's insane, we know that's not sane. But if something is indigesting, that doesn't mean it's halfway digesting. It's not digesting. So the purpose of food combining is to uncomplicate the process of digestion, thereby eliminating digestive problems. So let's look at the science of how the body really works And then I will share just a couple of the tens of thousands of testimonies that we've had in this 40-some years that we've been in this life-changing business, which I'm so passionate about. Everything starts at the cellular level, okay? And a single cell is called a zygote. And so many cells make tissues. And so many tissues make organs. And there so many organs make systems. And there are 10 systems that make up this wonderful body that we have, and they work together harmoniously for normal function. And what are these? These are the muscular system, the skeletal system, nervous system, lymphatic system, elimination system, respiratory, digestive circulatory. There's 10 of them. And each is a separate entity, but yet each of them is also dependent on each of the others. And the system that we have the most control over, other than our thoughts, is the digestive system through the way we feed ourselves, and that affects all the other nine systems. So the digestive system is basically an ongoing chemical activity. That's what that is. And, and different chemicals are needed for the di- for, uh, you know, digestion of the different foods that, uh, that we're eating. For example, starchy foods require an alkaline medium and then your protein foods require a acid medium for digestion. You know this, and I know this. Acids and alkalines neutralize each other. So if we can understand how the body works, so first of all, there's four systems, uh, excuse me, four areas of how the food breaks down in the body. You've got the, first of all, the system is, you've got the Break down the digestion. Then you've got the getting into the bloodstream, that's absorption. Then you've got assimilation, that's the body using it. Then we have the elimination system that's getting rid of. So all I want to do is just address the how the food breaks down. And there's four areas where the food actually breaks down. You've got the mouth, the stomach, the duodenum, And the jejunum, or the duodenum, demon, if you want to call it that, uh, duodenum and the jejunum. Each one of those are specific in what they require to break the food down in the body. And when we come back and do our second half of our time together today, uh, we're going to really get into that in detail. But if we are forced to go to work, like the acid and alkalines in the stomach, they produce primarily an acid. Digestive medium. And starches require an alkaline medium, and they're the only food that chemically breaks down in the mouth with an enzyme, Tylen. And the protein foods require an acid medium, pepsin, hydrochloric acid, and all that. And when they're both put in the stomach at one time, you've got digestive issues. So all we have to do is I said, this is an intelligent, wonderful body. And if we treated With respect, we'll be rewarded famously because of it. So, the science of the body is all about this one thing the science of cause and effect. We must deal with the cause, and then the effect will take care of itself. And isn't it ironic when you really think about it, Jason, that people of the best fed nation in the world have so much problems digesting their food?
1: Yeah, I did notice that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. So, I just think that. If, if we can understand, that's why when what we teach here, if, if they go to CombineWhenYouDine.com or actually our main site for this time together is DefeatingBadEating.com. That gives people 400 recipes. Here you've got all your proper acid and alkaline based foods. I must eat this with this. Here's your, here's your breakfast. Here's your lunch. Here's your dinner. All this. We've laid this thing out so simple. And when people get this, they're going to let age be their stage and not their cage. And remember this: one of life's laws is replenishment. If you if we don't eat, we're going to die. I mean, I fasted many, many times. Felt good. Got my body back in order again because I was so sick when I came back from the Vietnam War. I for ten years, my stomach was killing me. I couldn't figure it out, and. It was just by accident that somebody gave me a little postcard that had, I said, Ralph, what in the world is this, buddy? He said, oh, man, he said, if you've ever got any stomach issues or digestive issues, that'll take care of it right away. I said, oh, come on. I've been suffering with this thing 10 years. You're kidding. So I said, well, where would I get one of those? Because he kept my interest up on it. He said, well, I'll tell you, I've got an extra one. So he gave me that. I took it home put it on my refrigerator, and I tried it. No proteins and starches at the same meal, okay? And no fruits and vegetables at the same meal. And eat melons alone or leave them alone or your stomach will moan. So I said, after two days of this, I was shocked. I said, my gosh, I'm feeling a thousand percent better. I said, this can't be true. What am I? What, this is too much. So I went ahead and did it for another day and then I said, I'm going to go back to my old ways of eating because I missed the desserts and I missed the uh, chicken with the rice and all of that stuff. So when I did, oh my gosh, did I get sick. I said, oh, let me try this again. So I tried it again. In my summation to all of this, you strike once, okay, strike two, okay, strike three, you're out. So I always give things three strikes and then when it's done, it's out. And that's what changed my life. And the whole bottom line to this is this. Things in life just don't happen. They happen justly. There's divine design and all of this that goes on in our lives. One of the things that we show people in, uh, as part of our passion as well is we have a three-step plan that within two weeks, people will find out what they're going to do for the rest of their life. So I used that setback, as my great friend Willie Jolly in the title of his book reads, a setback is a set up to come back. So that really was what sparked me in moving forward with teaching what I'm teaching, go back to school, I did this, I went to college, went to university, all of that stuff. And it was so rewarding learning the digestive science of the digestion so that I could bring that to the world. And we're now in uh, at least 43 countries that I'm aware of because we keep a track of all the different countries who buy our work. So the point is this, if we combine, uh, when I was 69, I put this together. You'll be fine at 69 if you combine when you die.
0: Right, right. I'm going to jump in here, Jason. I think it makes sense to keep it on the track for this one, but here's what's standing out to me. In all the years that I've taken an interest in things, I've come across certain people. Charlotte Gerson, her father, Max, was one oh, of yes. them. Oh, yes.
2: I know them well.
0: Right. I actually met her, by the way, before she died in San oh, Diego. Um, Good for you. A c- couple of times, but here's the thing. What you're laying down is in lockstep. You're saying eat raw. That's the Gerson method. You're saying combine foods. What you juice was carefully, carefully put together and figured out when I think it was the thirties, they stated we have basically a remedy for cancer. It did not take long for the allopathic community to take notice. Uh, Max Gerson got poisoned for his trouble, stayed alive a year using his method to pass on to Charlotte, what he knew, Charlotte left us a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. Hollywood even got involved, uh, fricking Steve McQueen and Michael Landon going on the tonight show and other places to defame what the Gersons had figured out, which should also tell you about how important, but my main point here is exactly what you laid down, uh, is in lockstep with exactly what the Gersons were trying to do to specifically deal with people who were very, very sick. Um, But let's keep the train on the track. There are seven proper food combining rules and three commandments to eating them. Can we get into this?
2: Yes, I shared that uh, briefly, but let's do that because I want to save the real depth of all that for uh, when we get into our second hour.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm doubling down, aren't I?
2: No, that's okay. Uh, The three commandments of food combining, just to refresh people's memory, No proteins and starches at the same meal. That's meat and potatoes. You can eat meat, but it's always eat greens with proteins. And they require completely different digestive enzymes to go ahead and break them down. And they even break down in different places. Uh, Your starches begin in the mouth. It's the only food that breaks down chemically in the mouth, okay? In an alkaline medium. By the way, I want to share this too with you that's cohesive with the starches. Notice when we talked about attitude. Remember that? Yes. Okay. I can remember when I was a kid. Now think about this in your own, as you're just sitting here. My dad had three sisters and once a week we'd go out to their farm because some of them had 100 hundred and hundred and twenty 120 acres of potatoes growing and all that, and we were out at Aunt Jean's. I, I She was special to me. And she had a swing out there, and I was seven and eight years old, and I was swinging on it, and the pigs were out there and the cattle, and it was just amazing. She had 110 acres of just potatoes. And I can still remember her putting that hot, delicious apple pie out there in the windowsill. Now, me just telling you that, do you know my mouth is already watering? So the point is, our thoughts denote the first stage of your digestion. So anybody that goes to the dinner table with negative thoughts are fooling their digestive system immediately. Because when you just thought about it, your mouth initiated the digestive process for that particular food. So we need to keep our thoughts together and starches are the only food that begin to digest chemically in the mouth with the Tylen that I shared with you a little while ago. Now, proteins begin their uh, chemical part of the digestion in the stomach. When you have a protein and a starch where they're not digesting properly, notice how you'll get like a burning right down in in the middle of your chest, in the the top part of your stomach. You have a valve crow, that goes into the stomach and it acts like it's, it's actually called a sphincter. But it acts like a check valve. It'll open, let the food go through, and close back off. When the gases are so intense that this sphincter allows those gases the easiest way to get out of the body, and it comes back up and through this heartburn and acid reflux and all of those things that people have just walked away from in their life when they have addressed the science of nutrition, implementing the commandments of food combining. So no proteins and starches at the same meal, no fruits and vegetables at the same meal, and eat melons alone or leave them alone or your stomach will moan. And I have a little gift for everybody. If you go to mangomandigestion.com, you will have an hour of just me and another physician talking about how we digest food. So all that makes sense to you.
0: Yeah. So just quickly cliff note the three commandments back to back,
2: please. Sure. No proteins and starches at the same meal. No fruits and vegetables at the same meal. And eat melons alone or leave them alone or your stomach will moan.
0: All right. So we're going to get into the next one here, Jason. Um I'll let you you lead us in. It seems like this is one where people will take a lot of interest and these kinds of things always cause controversy. You know, I watch the comments go, it's the same as the vegan vegetarian, uh, I eat meat thing where people don't see eye to eye and there's really no reason for it. Uh, each one of us has free will. You got to figure out what works for you and what your neighbor does. is not your damn business if it's not harming you. So let's get into the next one here, Jason.
1: So we've got the three foods to avoid at all cost to have super health for the long haul so we don't have to worry about the proverbial cane and wheelchairs and drug to death and all that nonsense as we strive to get older and better and not old and bitter. Yes. So. Yes. We're all on the road to death, unfortunately, but it is what it is. However, there's no need to jump in the passing lanes. Let's talk about the three foods to avoid at all cost.
2: Okay, you know something that I have learned as I get older, there are so many of my friends and family and all of that who are very successful and have lost this one thing that will happen to you. I say never give up your health in your quest for wealth because you will, not maybe, you will spend all that wealth to regain your health. And then when you die, something significant happens to you your brother-in-law gets to drive your car. Now that's a bummer. (laughs) So the point is, if we can go ahead and start taking charge and being in control of our bodies, when we don't, here's the bottom line. You will, not maybe, you will lose your independence. I don't care how much money you got, how many affluent people you know, or how many parties that you've been invited to. It doesn't matter. You will lose your independence. And if you think for one moment that you're going to go to one of those facilities and get a good meal, you've got another thing coming. That's just not going to happen.
1: They don't even do it in the hospital.
2: It's it's pathetic. It's terrible. And I have kept from my mother when she just passed in my arms here in November, I never will forget that as long as I live. And she was almost 93 but when I saw what they were feeding her in that place, I was shocked, just shocked. I said, oh, my gosh. And they uh, all about these three foods to avoid. If you think you're going to go there and get a good meal, you got another thing coming. And these are the three foods we should to avoid forever. And don't even cheat once with have them. I say, if you want to beat the heat, never cheat when you eat. I mean, in our home, they're not even an option. So let me give you an overview of them, and then maybe we can get specific with each one later on. But here's the three categories. Anything that's white, anything that fizzes, and anything that's greasy. So we have 10 systems in our body, and I'm going to give you the science of this, okay? We have 10 systems, as I indicated a little while ago, and they all keep together symbiotically working to keep us in harmony, but they're all governed by an additional system that I didn't make mention to, and it's called the buffer system, B-U-F-F-E-R, and that helps to keep everything in balance. The body's main goal is this, survival, normalcy. So anything that's white and fizzy, we'll say, I'll just address these real quick. Notice when we feed kids sugary drinks and like white bread and all of that craziness. Notice they're, oh boy. They're all nervous in their gland. And then what we try to do is sedate them down and riddle them or whatever we're going to use to calm them down instead of readdressing, what are we doing that's causing this problem with my child? Here's the deal. We have 10 systems and they're all governed to keep everything symbiotically in balance as called the buffer system. So. We'll do just the sugar, for example, white. It has no calcium. So the body goes somewhere to keep everything in balance. So it'll start robbing somewhere, some part of the body. And the first and most readily available supply of calcium is the nervous system. So it goes to the nervous system to get what calcium it requires to balance all of that stuff and get it out of your body and your nervous system you start depleting the nervous system. Oh my gosh. And it's the same thing with things that fizz. They're very acidic. And so it's going to balance it out by using the alkaline reserves to help balance it. And the most readily available supply of alkaline reserves in our body is calcium. So here we are eating things that fizz and white and they cause havoc with your skeletal system, your nervous system, your glandular system, the uh, your uh, respiratory system, your urination system, and all of that, and the seven senses of your body, like your sight, your hearing, your taste, your emotions, all that stuff. But now, the greasy foods they play havoc with your cardiovascular system, your lymphatic system, and your reproductive system, and uh, some uh, you know a little bit with the muscular system. So if you're having any problems with any of those 10 systems that make up your wonderful body, then eliminate those corresponding categories of food and watch how your affected areas will make some dramatic improvements without trying to appease the condition. So anything that's white, I have a line that I put together. I said, if it's white, it's not right. So what are the white things? Salt, sugar, flour, rice, and I stay away from all dairy. My line is dairy is scary. Those are the white foods to avoid at all cost.
0: Are eggs dairy?
2: Mm, not really. Good question. Uh, I can't eat them because of the intense mucus that they give me. And I can't stand sneezing so much. So when I cut those out, I said, oh, what do you know? That took care of that. But I will still, if I'm invited somewhere to eat, and I see that the lady is very conscious of the way she prepares food, and she has those hard-boiled eggs with their special little thing. I see, You know, what we do from Christmas, let me put it this way. What we do from Christmas to New Year's doesn't matter, guys. It's what we do from New Year's to Christmas that makes the big difference. So if you cheat once in a while, okay, don't beat yourself. You will pay, but don't beat yourself up about it. Okay, does that give you an idea of the three foods to avoid? But I want to drill a little
0: bit because I already can imagine some of the comments. So as an example... Um, We just did the fermenting fairy and I'm very big on the indigenous cultures that have fermented products or foodstuffs in their diet. Um, Fizzy, when you're saying that, I'm assuming you're talking about the CO2 bubbles specifically, like a, a fermented thing or even a coconut that's fermented can seem kind of sparkly. It's not the same, but it is, you could describe it as fizzy. I'm guessing fermented or like a natural coconut that has gone to ferment and you wouldn't consider that breaking the rule would you
2: that's correct
0: so that's okay yeah okay um the eggs thing i'm kind of relieved because i'm a guy who kind of that's i get a lot of my protein from eggs uh, i'm also a guy who doesn't do dairy now let's touch on the grease thing so the greasy thing i mean it's self evident but let's be kind of specific about it like when we used to go visit my wife's side of the family in the southern states Boy, man alive, so much obvious grease. The bacon grease always made into a gravy for biscuits, things like that. That would clearly, I assume, be the grease. But what are some foods that might not be obvious when you say stay away from greasy?
2: Well, that's great. You see, we're designed to last 125 years, okay? And when you go to this, there's a fellow, Dr. Bernard Jensen, who wrote a book, he went around the world interviewing people who were in excess of 100 and 120, okay? And there were thousands of them. So we're finally designed to last. You know, people that come up to me and they're 55 and 60 and they have a cane and they're walking and they, I hear them talking. to their honey, are you gonna play golf? No, I'm playing me some bingo, honey. They don't realize life is just beginning. And we need to get older and better, not old and bitter. So the greasy foods, those are the foods that, will weigh on your vascular system, your heart. And notice there's so many people, they think that when they're getting older, they've got this hundred extra pounds on their body with a gut that's just hanging like the dickens. And I'm not trying to be rude, but just to say that we need to cut that stuff out if we want to get older and better and not old and bitter. So I stay away from all of the greasy foods that would be like fried this, eat this. So let me conclude on this. Most people are serving food today, Crow, on the basis of taste and tradition, and they do it in haste and forgotten nutrition.
0: That's a fact. Um, let me see if I can help you with the book. Was Dr. Bernard's book tissue cleansing through bowel management?
2: No, it was uh, World Keys to Health and Long Life by Dr. Bernard Jensen. One more time, please. World Keys to Health and Long Life by Dr. Bernard Jensen.
0: Okay, so whenever we mention things that are, our, our following here is big on getting books and other things to further, uh, you'd be surprised the level at which notes are taken. It's, it's astounding. So I'm trying to do a much better job of ensuring I can provide links where I can or make very clear a title so they can get it. Um, we're getting close to the top of the first hour. Dr. Wayne, what else can we add in? We've got, I don't know, three, four more minutes to fill before I'm going to start to wrap up. Is there anything you'd like to get in? And by the way, this would be a good time to put out your contact information. Bear in mind, this is the first hour. It goes out to the entire world. And if you give an email address, it is possible you'll be overwhelmed. So in your decision on contact, keep that in mind, please.
2: Yes. Let me tell you. 2% of all of the people in this world think logically for themselves, 8% think when they're in pain and suffering, and 90% would rather die than think. (laughs) The fact that you're tuning into this show today, everybody, suggests to me that you're in that 2% who think. So hats off to you for that. I really applaud you. We need to change our philosophy about life. Life is not going to change to suit us. We need to make some significant lifestyle changes to significantly see some immediate results, benefits. So when I changed my philosophy on life, not only did my life change, but we've done very well in all areas of our lives. And we only get rich in the areas of our lives when we change our philosophy about how we take care of our health. I've never heard a boss hiring his clients because they were sick. That's just not going to happen. Now, let me put it this way. We're already out of first grade. The reason why they make those chairs so small is because we can't fit in them anymore. We're already out of first grade. We need to change our philosophy and watch for those huge benefits that you'll enjoy the rest of your life. You're a true miracle in your life. Don't forget this. Let me give you just a little something to share with you uh, as we uh, uh, wind up our time together. You are a true miracle in nature. Do you know that every two to three days, you have a whole new lining in your mouth? Every five days, all new intestinal lining. Every 15 days, you get all new white blood corpuscles. Every 120 days, all new red ones. Hopefully, I'm remembering this right. Uh, Every six months, uh, the whole new bloodstream. Every 11 months, all new cells. Every two years, all new bones. And every seven years, you've got a new body. Now, if that's true, then why should we die? I mean, we should, at that point, just live forever. Here's the thing. when I can remember when we used to get videos, and if we made a copy of that video, notice, and now we put the, the original, let's say, in a, in a box somewhere, and then we take that copy and make a copy from the copy, and I make a copy from that copy, and keep going down just 10 times. Notice how the 10th copy is dismal at best. So, this is what's happening at the cellular level. We're actually, we don't want to rush the process. We are in complete control of our bodies. We need to respect this. And I'm going to give you a little recipe to use since I said no proteins and starches. Here's a great recipe, and it's a healthier way for you to eat pasta. The only acceptable starches I recommend are rice, millet, yams, carrots, and beets, okay? But pasta and other refined starches are a real bear on the body. But however, if you're going to eat pasta, eat it at home. It's always best. And I always get it if it's made from like millet or one of those. So here's the ingredients. No tomato or cream sauces with pasta. Now notice everything's going by tradition. They just... Don't allow the digestive system to work harmoniously. But when I go out to eat, I always ask for linguine or the pasta of your choice, and with garlic, olive oil, and basil. And I order some greens with it, like string beans, broccoli, whatever. No cheeses, no milk, no meat, no tomatoes, cucumbers, okra, and all that stuff. And I know that sounds strange, but this will make for an incredibly well combined meal for optimal digestion, especially when refined starches are already tough to digest. We have 400 recipes. Remember I said we need to eat foods when they're in season? We have 400 recipes in a CD format or on our Mangomandiet.com website. And they're all for January breakfast, lunch, and dinner, February, March, April, May, June, right through the end of the year. And what can you eat out? What, What can I eat on the special holidays and all of that? So you've got some ammunition that you can work with, but just remember this, you're special with a non-negotiable self-worth. We're here to have abundance in life and not created to be sick. So as I conclude, no matter how much you acquire or fulfill your every desire, what good is all the wealth when you've lost your health and have to suffer until you expire? Combine when CombineWhenYouDine.com.
0: All right, so I'm going to start wrapping up here. Uh, can you briefly give the contact that you want uh, or reiterate the website or however you want to do it? If you give out an email address or something, an hour or two, the onslaught is much less, but do what you will.
2: Well, you can dial our toll-free number, 866 Mango Man. That'd be 626-4662. Or our email address is mangoman at mangoman.com. The website address ManglemanDiet.com or CombineWhenYouDine.com. All
0: right, there it is. When we come back for hour two, I'm going to open up with a thing Jason brought up, I think, in the last episode we recorded. Because I thought about it all the time. You know, reading about supposed ancient Rome while they got a wheel of cheese and uh, a loaf of bread, you know, telling you their army marched on that. So I'm going to bring up the ideas. Is it just simply that the quality of what bread and all these things and pasta is made out of is just complete crap now? Or is it possible that you could grow or get better ingredients to make these things? I want to get into that because there was a time when bread and other things were main staples, but that does bring the first hour of episode 322 to a close. Uh, We're going to take a short break, prep up to come back for hour two. Thank you, Dr. Wayne and Jason. I'll see you on the other side. Please join us at crow777radio.com, crrow 777 radiocom And I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers.